in Pigeon English until their cup is full. That's when judgment comes. See, that's when the sin unto death happens. When something is done over and 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 over, that's for the believer. Any person is not willing to change. The body is delivered to Satan for destruction. That the spirit might be saved. So you might just hear disaster. So they can make it to heaven. Hallelujah. But if someone is repenting, Lord, I'm sorry. And uh, then that's a different case. But some people are just unrepentant. Praise God. Are you learning anything? So... God gives us prophecy to inspire hope. In Genesis 22, 12 to 18, you all know that. God told Abraham, now I know. Do not lay your hands on a child or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. So you know, tell your son, your only son from me. Then when you read from verse 15 downwards, God told him, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham, second out of heaven. Next, it says, by myself, I just want to say to the Lord, because thou hast done this thing, and I've done without thy son, your only son. You see that? It says, In blessing, I'll bless you, and multiplying, I'll multiply your descendants and the sounds of the heaven, and the sandwich on the seashore, and the sandwich shall possess the gates of their enemies, giving them hope. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you obeyed my voice. Number four, why does God give us prophetic word? To reveal the future. Prophecy is partial insight into the future. It might not give you all the details. See? But it will give you some details. It is a glimpse into the future. Prophecy is a glimpse into the future. When you look at Genesis 25, 22 to 24. Let's look at that. Now, this is um, Rebecca. And um, the children were struggling in her womb. She has conceived. Her husband prayed for her. But the children struggled with her. And she said, if all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And that's why when things are, are not going well, a lot of times, instead of people going to God, they go and discuss it. See? And what you discuss, you perpetuate. Except it's something you cannot do anything about. So you go to God and say, Lord, I don't know. Why, why is this thing staying like this? What's hindering it, Lord? And he starts talking to you. Now, I told you about I laid hands on people, and I was in seeing certain things of some people in the commission, and I went to the Lord. He said, their hearts. See, she went to inquire of the Lord. See, that's called seeking God. See, there are different phases of prayer. There's asking, you're making requests for things you need. There's seeking, it's an inquiry, you want answers. There's knocking, it's fellowship. See? Asking, you're making demands on God for what you want, what he want to do for you. Seeking is inquiry. You want to ask him questions. Lord, why is this not working in my life? Oh, Lord, why? No, that's seeking. 
Then knocking is fellowship. See, now when you're not looking for anything, you just go to fellowship with God, just to spend time with him. Hallelujah. And amazingly, it spells ask. Ask, A, ask. S, seek. K, knock. Hallelujah. Amen. She went to inquire of the Lord. Next. And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb. Is that not the future? He didn't say two children. He said two nations. It's revealing the future. Now these will become nations. Jacob, the nation of Israel. Esau, the Edomites. This includes people from Saudi Arabia. I think it's the Saudi Arabia. They're part of the, the, they're part of the house of Edom. Um, people like um, the Lebanese. They're part of this. The Fulanese. They're from Esau. Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other. And the older shall serve the younger. He has revealed the future. 24. So when our days are revealed to give birth, indeed there were two twins in a womb. Men saw two children. God saw two nations, two peoples. There are people that maybe I want to get close to or maybe get them close to me and they say, mm-mm. See, and that's why you must listen to your inward witness. And those of you who are working with me, be careful. Say, be careful. You're looking at a Christian, how they are now. God is seeing them from the future. That people want to walk with us, and I have a check that they should not walk with us. And some of our people will sneak them in. Apostle is a simple man. Maybe, no, you are walking with the devil when you're doing that. Sometimes God will tell me, tell the person, go and deal with some things. Sometimes they have to deal with some things in their hearts now. If not in the future, there'll be problem, and they shouldn't enter the system now. You were looking at twins. You seen two nations. See, that's why you follow your inward witness with everybody. You follow your inward witness, and we need this now more than ever because of what is going to be happening in these last days. For Jesus to say, parents will betray children. Relatives will betray one another. How much more people in the same, from different homes, betraying one another? So you listen. Once you have the check, listen to the Holy Ghost. He has seen 10 years from now. He has seen 20 years from now. He has seen 40 years from now. Like this person is quiet for now. 
Jesus, watch this. Jesus chose 12 disciples. Some say Judas could speak five languages. Five. He was the most educated. He was the one raised from a different community than all the others. Is the same one that was the son of perdition. Jesus said it's better for him not to have been born. For now, the individual may have a good face. Why is God checking now the future? The people want to come to me and the one who may be close to me, I say, no. And they keep on pressing. And I say, there are areas of your life you need to fix. You can't be close to me. And I say, go pray. Sometimes go say, the Lord has showed me. And, um, you know, sometimes they don't even come and tell me the Lord showed them. Showed, 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 showed them. I could just sit there and say, okay, now you can, you can do that thing. Like, you know, God told me, showed me this stuff and I'm adjusted. Because if they don't deal with that now and walk with me in the future, they will poison my future. Prophecy gives you a glimpse into the future. So when you have a check around someone, it's not about now. Future. And if you're smart and they have a check around you or about you, it's for you to fix it now. Because whatever is checking you now will be a bigger check in your future. Because sometimes you just feel, okay, that's apostle. You know, apostle's own is, his uh, is too much. This one, spirit, spirit, spirit. It's maybe 13 years later, 20 years later, Jesus tarries. You say, remember when he had my son had a check? If you had fixed this thing, that's what you would have been. That's when they start crying. That's when they start crying. There are many people here who would have been very, very close to me. But as the ministry is growing, we are growing farther apart. Because they didn't check some things the Holy Spirit wanted them to check. I beg, that's Apostle, I beg. That's his opinion. Everybody has a right to their opinion. I'm not an opinion in that person, if you know me. I'm a spiritual man. So there are many of you here, you would have gone, you'd be, ah, apostles, come, come over, come close. So if he's giving you this, God is, check it, oh, check it, check it now, check it. But we just see that, that's his, that's his opinion. He does not like me. 
Who said he does not like you? I love you. See, I love you because I'm your father. But the issue is your heart. What are the poisons in your spirit? That the more the work grows and you're close to me, it will spill and destroy what I'm doing. Because this measure is not that dangerous because your influence is small. But by the time the work becomes 50,000 churches all around the world and you have that influence, how many lives will it destroy? And it's not for you again to go and sit down and start crying. I will try to be close to that person. And he said, I said it now. I said, there's a problem in my life. Oh, problem. Nonsense. That is compounding your problem. What you need is go to the Lord. Inquiry. Father, let me share this with you. The Lord, many years ago, spoke to a young lady whom I got married to and said if you take this work seriously you will work closely with that man if you take this work seriously she didn't know it was marriage she didn't know so the Lord told her he that misses it, misses out. So, she took the work seriously. And guess what? She's in my house. It gave her a glimpse into the future. You work closely with that man. He never said, you will marry that man. See? Now, some of you that should be working with the office of the presiding pastor. It's in my spirit. Well, we can't walk together. There's something in you that repels what I carry. It just repels it. It just repels it. It just repels it. And you're wondering, I don't know what I have done. It doesn't, see, it's not an issue of what you've done. The issue is your condition. See, there's something in you, in your way of thinking, in your way of processing, that if you don't fix your processor, if you grow beyond where you are, and you have more influence, you'll be a problem to the ministry. So there has to be a distance. Hallelujah. Genesis 49 verse 1. Father, say amen. Okay. It says, and Jacob called his sons and said, gather together, then I may tell you what shall befall you when in the last days. It's a glimpse. It's a glimpse. See, it's a glimpse. It's foresight. 
just gives you little glimpse. Doesn't tell you all the other thing, all this stuff. A glimpse. For instance, when we're talking about what happened in 2020, he didn't specify and call any name or what this is what it did. No, it just just told us. So follow your inward witness. Somebody might be so sweet, so nice, but God knows. God knows what you don't know. See that? He knows what you don't know. Let me show you something here. In John 2, 28 to 29, look at this. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see vision. Next. Also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I'll pour out of my spirit in those days. Acts 2, 16 to 18. Fast forward many years later. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. They knew there would be an outpouring, but they didn't know it would be tongues. See? Because tongues is inspired utterance. Give me Acts 2 verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them what? Utterance. See? It's inspired utterance. But it's in an unknown tongue. So, when they were speaking in tongues, and um, give me verse 11, 11. Okay? It says, let's, let's start a little higher, beginning from verse 5 to 11. So, they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. Next. It says, and when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused. Because everyone who heard them speak in his own language. See, they were speaking in the language of these people. And that's why people are saying that speaking in tongues is not just speaking in an unknown language, but it's a language unknown to the speaker. You could be speaking a language. They went to get a lady filled with the Holy Spirit somewhere in um, South or Central America. And these believers, they, they, the interpreter was not with them and they wanted to get her filled with the Holy Spirit. So when they laid hands on her to receive the Holy Spirit, she started speaking in English. She was speaking in tongues, but it was English. So they were amazed that, wait, wait. This language these people are speaking, or this lady is speaking, is English. She didn't know what it, one word in English. Just because someone like, oh, Father, I give you praise. I give you thanks. And for her, it's tongues. So, when you're speaking, speaking in tongues, it's an inspired utterance in an unknown language, but unknown to the speaker. I remember something I learned many years ago. Uh, I got a CD. And sorry, it was a cassette. You should use a cassette there, not CD. And I've, I've listened to the message there's this place about the infilling of the Holy Spirit. 
And uh, he said this man, uh, he was, um, I think he was, um, was he Arabic or, or, or one language? I can't remember the language. And then there's this girl that couldn't speak English. And uh, when she was speaking in tongues, she was speaking in man's language. I was standing beside her. And he, she was calling all his sins one by one before God. That God should have mercy on him. And to call this sin and have mercy on him for that sin. And all that. So the man got angry. And went to the speaker and said, uh, he was, was a, possibly the pastor of the church. The message I listened to. And he said, uh, there's a lady there. That lady. Doing his service, confessing my sins and telling God all along. So what kind of embarrassment do you, do you give to people in your church? She said, excuse me? Who? She said, that lady? She doesn't know her own word of your language. We brought her to America. She doesn't know one word of your language. She's from so-and-so place. I said, really? Say, yeah. The man got born again and married her. Hallelujah. Who else should you marry? Somebody that knows all your sins and confessing it. Hallelujah. <laughs> because everyone who heard them speak in his own language. See? I remember a man of God passing by some Italians. And he saw that they were not saved. And he took a bold step of faith. That Lord, give me their language. And when they opened his mouth, he spoke pure Italian and led them to Christ. Not knowing one word of Italian. That's supernatural. Someone came and said, uh, I went out praying for um, one of their family members, the children and that I was speaking Spanish. I got no clue that I spoke perfect Spanish. I got no clue. I just spoke what I spoke. I don't know what I'm saying. They say it gives me interpretation. Naked sugar, sticky, akina, kushin, kinkan, kushinik, kataki, no konanangia. Do I know what I'm saying? Yeah, kishiale. One guy could be there in China and say, Oh, that's my language. I don't know. Is it Chinese? I don't know. Is it whatever? I don't know. I'm defying myself. I'm defying myself. Somebody watching now say, Wow! A man of God saw someone many years later. And um, after I produced a particular cassette tape, and the man said, um, when I listened to your message, you were speaking to me in my language, that I should not give up on the ministry. Kenny Hagin was in a place one time, and um, while he was, thank you, Holy Spirit, he was praying, he turned to the front of a man, and he was speaking the man's language. Giving the man direction for his next phase of the ministry. He didn't know what he was saying. You know, when you're speaking to him, you can turn and face someone and, you know, you don't know where you're facing. But he was talking to the man. Giving him direction. This is what you're doing this phase. The man had no, 
He didn't know what he was doing. One service, he spoke in tongues and interpreted it after the Second World War. And a young man had come from Germany, an American. And um, he said, oh, that your pastor is, is trying. And um, his German is okay, but it's not very deep German he's speaking. And the mother said, my pastor doesn't speak any German. See? So you need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Some of you, the reason you've not grown in these things, because all you do is remain with that language you started with. Hey, if you need sleepers, and um, it's not a problem. You need the gospel, the preparation of the gospel of peace. Lord, prepare me is what you're saying. The gospel of peace. But you learn to Speak in tongues. Spend time praying in tongues. Spend time. Say, I don't know what I want to, I'm going to say next. See, let me say this. The Holy Spirit gives you the utterance, the urge. But you do the speaking. See, what I'm going to say next in tongues, I don't know it. I just yield. Me strong, evil, sacred kick. Nerenka ados, londre, ilindrondir, da kistum fracare. Latre con setro ki rukupar, de cronquero sonoro copara da naski la crade. Rates ki sum kaka kata kata praktanesco frons. Ranen cron sefrodir, ralacatos menara da gas kuns octanir culara surare. You yield. Some of you, you have crammed your tongues. You crammed your own tongues. So whenever you want to start your engine, you know how to start. Let us pray. You, you crammed your own tongues. See, but you need to let go. Listen within and speak. It will come with power. Ba 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 You begin to learn how to govern your tongue by the Spirit. If you learn what I'm saying to you right now, you, you, not, you find that some words can come out of your mouth. You get angry and say, you can't You wanted to curse. But because you've learned to tie your tongue to your spirit, the right words will flow. So you can curse. You can be speaking to Someone hit your window. Go punish you. Then come out. Like, you didn't try me, Abby. You try me. I said, God punish you. May the God of Apostle Devali then go back. The same person. Because you've not yet yielded. The life of love and the life of the spirit within you have not yet yielded. Your tongue is still the same. Predictable. La seke patikala puma kamunununu. La seke palakuma kalamununu. Seke la kapaka pakatulu kalapu. La seke malakalapo. You know, it goes like that. Kind of kalapolo kolo, you know. 
the same tongues you've not yet yielded. When you yield, it's a thorough language. It's a thorough language. That's what we can say. You spoke perfect Spanish. You spoke perfect French. But for most of you, you've come, your tongue is from here. La prata pelete pulupu yiti 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 patututu. You think it's to say nonsense. That's when you're braided tongue. No, that's what some people think. The more foolish it sounds, the more tonguey it is. Who said so? Like, some people need to be flogged because I wonder. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not how silly it is. Neither is it how sweet it is. The issue is where is it coming from? So sometimes I want to pray, I just go, Zonske, Vatula Hatash. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hear the word of the Lord. See, because you've trained your tongue to connect to your spirits. Because when I sometimes when I say hear the word of the Lord, I don't rem- I don't know what to say. When I know the word is coming, as I open my mouth, I go, how did you know? Did they tell him? No, they didn't tell him nothing. It's a tongue-spirit connection. See, that's why I said, believer, when you talk, when you talk, connect from here. Some of you, when the course comes in your mouth, they wonder whether it's from that same fountain that the word of God comes from. When this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speaking his own language. Next, it says, they were, and then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galileans? Next, how is it that we hear? each in our own language in which we were born. Next. Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia. Next. Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya, adjoining Serene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Next. Christians and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our tongues the wonderful works of God. This morning I came singing in tongues and I could hear it in my spirit, you were the one at the beginning, and speaking words of creation. None of your words fall to the ground, they all came to pass. All we see is the word at work. Speaking the wonderful works of God. Then Peter answered in verse 16, This is that, or this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Next. It shall come to pass in the last day, says God, and a part of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see vision. Your old men shall dream dreams. Next, verse 18. And on my main servants, on my maid servants, I'll part my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. This is what Joel saw. So prophecy gives us foresight. 
See, a glimpse. You shall break forth on every side. It's a first side. It doesn't mean it will happen tomorrow. It could happen 10 years from now. But then, when it starts happening, God now reminds you what he said. First Kings 13, 1 to 2. 13, all right. And behold, a man of God went from Judah to Bethel by the word of the Lord. I love this. You see, don't just do things. He went by the word of the Lord. And Jeroboam stood by the altar to burn incense. Next. Then he cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. I like this. And said, O altar, altar, for says the Lord, behold a child, Josiah by name, before the child was born. The name was spoken, shall be born to the house of David, and on you shall sacrifice the priests of the high places who born incenses on who born incense on you, and man's bones shall be born where? On you. Second Kings 23. From verse 15 to 20. Look at this. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, the high place which Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel sin, had made. I am releasing prophetic insight into the body of Christ. Men will call names of individuals they did not know. They will call them from the crowd and give specific details of their lives. Because in this day and hour, men and women are moving into the fullness of the prophetic office. And it shall be an inga tuku sukun kreke nun sukra tishkinti neketonski sukratani kunkar den kushtenar den krenkostungra krekunus ufrunal kistrung atestishtar. There are many things I did in the Bible days that today many wonder can these things happen again. But I want you to remember I am the Lord, I do not change. For those things you've seen and you've read about in the scriptures. Or even in history, you will see them happen again, even in a greater measure. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Men shall be transported from one place to another, all by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sit down for a moment, please. Sit down for a moment, please. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel, that at the high and the high place which Jehovah is of the Jehovah should know against There shall be prophets who shall rule by decree. They shall speak words that shall come to pass suddenly, says the Spirit of Grace. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Moreover, the altar that was at Bethel and the high place which John John Galigron also practiced. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's Word and His Spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the Word of God, and the healing power of God 
to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wale Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003-382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.